This episode is sponsored by Coconut Casual, a Black-owned lifestyle brand focused on positively impacting our globe by promoting female empowerment. It's all love at Coconut Casual. And remember, if it's for us and by us, then support us. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Jamia Zarzuela, the political poet, and welcome to Poetry, Prose, and Politics. When you hear random facts spewed, such as from 1882 to 1968, 4,743 people were lynched, and 72.8 were Black. Do you feel detached because you can only capture the number? What if you knew that in 1892, America saw the most strange fruit hanging? When you hear them naming another victim on the news, when murder has one million views on your timeline, I wonder if there is a difference if there's a change, or if we grew past 1892. For today's episode, I brought one of my good friends, fellow political science majors, and soon-to-be law student, Alexis Smith. Not only does she demand a change, but she wants to be it by bursting through the doors that Barbara Jordan once opened when she became the first black female senator of Texas. Without further ado, here's episode two of the Anxiety Series, 1892. Yeah, so I mean... To be honest, the reason why I want to talk about that, like I said, is because I'm comparing the fact that I feel anxiety from from this thought that I have, right? I'm jogging down the street and my neighbors don't know that they're my neighbors mm-hmm. and they chase me right. or, or, or I'm in Walmart and out of nowhere, there's a gunman or my child is playing with a water gun. And for whatever reason, the cop doesn't recognize that it's in fact just not a toy gun, really, just a water gun. It's not even like pellets. It's water. And it's the summertime. And that's what a little boy is supposed to do. So I I can't say that maybe it is comparable, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, you know, with social media, continuously, um, even with George Floyd, I remember I was on... um, looking at the news um, when I was watching it and then they brought up Tamir Rice's death. They brought up Trayvon Martin's death. And it's like this repeat of this, you know, um, cutting of that or reopening that wound Mm -hmm. that you thought was closed that wasn't closed. And it's like, well, damn, you know, I am, I'm not over this and it's, it's affecting me more. How has, you know, continuously seeing, even it being repeat, repeated, but mm-hmm. new cases of um, black injustices that's been mm-hmm. going on from from cops from or from people that uh, just see us as inferior to them. Right. 
I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can definitely see how the black community is like how you said, you can be in Walmart and just think, oh my gosh, am I going to get, you know, somebody going to come behind me and mm-hmm. stab me, kill me? Is a police officer going to have this random warrant, you know, and I'm just trying to enter my apartment? So I think that uh, just facing literally centuries in this nation mm-hmm. of just bad news all the time, I think that a lot of us probably have anxiety. Maybe I have anxiety and I don't know it because mm-hmm. I'm just so. This is the norm for me in America, right? Think black people being killed is becoming the right. If I turned on CNN right now and uh, some a black another black boy got killed, I wouldn't be surprised, right? I, I wouldn't be shook. And to a point, I don't want to say that. Should I'm that be normalized it. though? No, it shouldn't be normalized. But that's the thing; it's so prevalent that I think truly, when something can happen to you over and over and over and over, like when I first hop mm-hmm. in the shower and the hot water's hot, I can feel it. But when I stay in that shower a little longer, it doesn't feel so hot. Just like right? a frog in boiling water, and that frog will literally die because they continue to adjust right. to the temperature to the point that they get cooked yeah. in the in in the boiling water. Right. Um, but then that leaves you with this fact that um, black people deal with, and I I say black people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, you know disconnect or act as if um, other minorities aren't attached to this truth. So so if you are, always know that Anchor.fm does allow you to leave a message uh, so that you can join in on the conversation. But um, when I say Black people, I I specifically mean Black because, or I'm saying Black because I'm a Black person. I'm that Black person that sees a cop. I'm not sure if, do you do this? You see a cop when you're driving down the street and you're like, I know I don't even smoke weed, but I'm scared right. that he's going to pull me over. <laughs> and right. so, like, you know for a fact that you didn't do anything wrong, but right. like the, the thought that. I mean, that you're black. black. That's wrong. That's the thing. Black is wrong in America. In it doesn't America. matter. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. So, with that said, these days I struggle with, I struggle with this thing between like staying informed mm-hmm. and completely detaching, disconnecting, unplugging myself from the world. Have you like? How do you, as a person that studies politics as much as I do, even probably more so, studies law? How do you balance what makes you so angry, yeah. uh, and and deal with the hurt of it, even though it's your passion? I think. I went through a couple of years where I really just was angry. I was angry, maybe 15 through like 18. Mm-hmm. I would talk about politics. And I couldn't talk about it like this. I'd be screaming. I'd be, no, you're right. This doesn't make right. So right. I think I went through those couple of years of growth where now I'm at a point where that passion is still there, but I know how to direct it right in the right light. So like, yeah, you know how we all get mad when we see uh, shootings and people dying, but People like you and I, we go to the polls and then we we vote. So I think it just has to do with channeling that energy and using it, you know, as a tool to drive you further. And speaking about um, speaking on the fact that we as black people, we channel that energy and we try to find creative ways. I feel like black people are the most resourceful people. I'm black. So, of course, I'm going to feel that way. But I feel like we're just the most resourceful people. You're talking about, okay. Uh, Eric Gardner said, I can I can't breathe. So what do we do? We put on a shirt and we peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. And that shirt says, I can't breathe. That's it. Right. And that drives someone insane. Yeah. We say, okay, um, 
you know what? I'm going to kneel for the ones that have fallen, for the people that didn't deserve to die. And that also drives people insane. Right. And then you say, well, I'm just going to protest. I'm going to march. Right. I see, you know, these people that are upset with, um, that are upset with, you know, the fact that they have to wear a mask or they feel, you know, <laughs> X, Y, and Z. They don't want to have to quarantine. Right. And so I'm going to protest too. And they get heated that I say Black Lives Matter yeah. when I'm saying that, you know, my Black life mattering doesn't mean that your life is any, right. you know, any less than mine. It's just that, like I said in the last episode uh, with my aunt, you know, I, I forget where I heard this from, but I, I heard something that, you know, America pushes this dream of life, liberty and happiness and black people are still working on life. And so we're that's where this idea of like uh, black lives matter comes from. And it's just like, how do you how do you navigate through? OK, I did this. I did this. I did this. And now I'm going to just burn down the precinct like they did. Yeah. And what was it? North Carolina? I'm not sure. I think. I can't remember. Yeah. So like with that being said, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I tell people, well, especially in our age group, since, you know, we're the same age, I tell people, well, go vote. Right. And then they say, well, my voice doesn't matter. So it's just like, how do we, because you and I definitely believe in voting. Right. How do you, like, what what is it that you say to your friends when they tell you that? Ooh, I just think very upset. I said maybe say words that I wouldn't say here on this podcast, <laughs> but for the most part, I just try to inform them. Like, what do you mean that your that your voice doesn't matter, right? Or that voting doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to get involved. Go look at some of the policies. Sure, not everyone I'm voting for has every single little thing that I want on the mm-hmm. list. But damn, give me two things, give me three things, or at least go with the politician where you know that you can actually build upon, right? Like, just to touch on the presidency, obviously, I'm not excited to vote for Joe Biden, but Mm -hmm. I will vote for Joe Biden like I have a duty. And it's not like we're going to say, yeah, because uh, Kanye is black, go vote for Kanye. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) We're not saying that. Well, because why? Because Kanye hasn't given us what policies or what his view on policies are. He hasn't given us what he's going to do for this country. He hasn't. He hasn't done that. Um, so because he hasn't done that, I can't. Now, if Kanye did, yeah. then maybe right. I could possibly. But you're talking about um, the reason why our, our country is in the poll that it's in. The reason why we are, we as Americans <laughs> cannot even travel to another country. Did you know that? We can't even travel to another country because we haven't quarantined. Oh, because right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, it's so, like, so I just got my passport <laughs> and it's for not. So with that being said, it's like, Damn. yeah, I just got it too. And it's so like, sorry. it was $200 and I was just Woo! like, Woo, that could have went to school, right? Legit. It could have went to school, <laughs> but I can't even, my, my passport is for nothing because, yeah. and we're in a position because of our president yeah. and our president is a TV star. He's Legit. like, he's, he was on a, what is it even called? Like, uh, you're fine. Reality TV. Yeah, yeah, like he was a re- reality TV star that is a billion dollars in debt, and that's right. who we put in the office. Right. I'm not saying go vote for, um, you know, just anyone, or and, and I'm not saying vote for them because they're black, but I'm saying how can we um, 
how can we expect as a people, black, white, you know, Asian, um, Hispanic, how can we expect for someone to do something for us when we haven't even told them what it is that we want them to do? Right. Nor have we even knocked on their door yeah. to tell them that we even wanted them to do it. Right. In fact, we say, I'm not even going to do that because they're not going to listen. Well, how? Right. We, you, and, and again, I get that it's so frustrating that we've tried silent protesting, yeah. that we've tried to just simply peacefully protest. And then we've tried to be angry right. and none of those worked. So how can we say that voting isn't going to work if we haven't tried it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think what a lot of us don't do is that we don't really look into our history. Because if we really looked into our history, we would see that politics has always gotten us what we needed one way or another. I, I, get, I, I truly feel like Malcolm, Mar I honestly put them under the category as politicians because what they're fighting for, that, that that's politics. Like, that, so you say, like, I mean, like you don't Just because we didn't elect them into office this doesn't mean doesn't that that bad. person that was an activist right. couldn't have been somebody that exactly. could have been lobbying for us, could not have been right. a representative for us because they were social representatives. Right. It's just that they were not they sworn in. Yeah, they weren't sworn in or they weren't. Yeah, but like, how can we get those people into office? Well, we yeah. have to go show up at the polls. Yep. You you recently was telling me um, on Super Tuesday what happened. You want to tell that story? <laughs> oh my god! So on the way right to the local elementary to go vote, unfortunately not for Bernie, but you know, ah <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, or I'm sorry, no, I did vote for Bernie. No, that was Super Tuesday. I did vote for Bernie, but whatever. So on the way there, uh, I see Popeyes, the Popeyes line, mm -hmm. and the Popeyes line. It's Tuesday, so. Black people and everybody else who eats Popeyes, you know that it's two piece Tuesday. So you and there's this long line. There's this long line. Those and sandwiches are good. I'm not gonna knock Popeyes. <laughs> those sandwiches are good. I don't eat those sandwiches, yeah. and you're vegan. So like I, I've eaten it probably a handful okay. of times. They look good. They're they good. They look good. They're good. They also um, because I don't eat food like that anymore. Okay. Like I don't eat fast food. Is what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Um, I know that it's gonna give me like. A, head, a headache yeah. and like my pores is not going to appreciate it. I feel it. I but feel it. The, but they they weren't worth what you saw. Right. They weren't worth right. the lack of no. um show up, the lack of presence really. of of our age group specifically. Specifically, no. There but, were you know I saw some black people out there, of course, but you know they were uh, like our in our parents' age group. You know mm -hmm. they were in their forties or in their fifties, and I truly, I really thought because of everything I was seeing on social media that we were going to show out. You know, I kept seeing people post, oh, yeah, I'm ready for justice. And, you know, we need this and screw Trump and this, that and the third. But when it came time to actually act right on those mm -hmm. on those ideas, no one was there. No one in our age group was there. And it's particular, no one African-American, like an, an American descendant of slavery, when mm -hmm. I say African-American, was there. So that was very disheartening. Because I think that's when I really, really understood, like, you know what, Lex? We haven't come that far along. Like, I thought we had at least politically. And you know what's crazy is that my great-grandmother, she died before Obama. Uh, she died the year before uh, she could see Obama become president. Wow. Or even run for president. However, um, she was somebody that was an avid voter. Right. And so... Someone who deserved to see someone that. Someone who deserved to see that. And then I say, well, I do it for them then. Yeah. You're talking right. about, like, like 
in general, okay. you know, from the span of 1882 okay. to 1968, 4,743 people were lynched. That is, that is a lot of that is a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot of. And majority of those people were black. Majority course, of those people were course. my uncles or my aunties or right. my you know great great yeah. great cousins that didn't get to continue their lineage. Right, right. That was that was the robbing of many lives from you know from our nation. Yeah, from our homes. You know, from our, from the from from a country that we built for free. <laughs> literally, literally built this country for free. When I say built the country for free, I mean for four hundred years. <laughs> right, right. You're talking about we were we were in the field building it from early before the sun could even get up mm. to when the sun was crawling down after the sun crawled down yes, we yeah. were working right and we weren't free on no july 4th 1776 <laughs> right right we weren't free then no. and so that's not my independence day because i wasn't independent i was not set no. free i was not not a human <laughs> right i was maybe not even considered even three-fourths yet right that day no, actually, no, we were. We were considered, okay. that was when they decided to consider us, as, you know, three-fourths of a people. But you feel me? I was only three-fourths of a person. Which is definitely bullshit. Like, I, I don't know. I just, America has a lot to atone for. That's mm -hmm. what I said. And reparations. I know we're not on that topic right now, but well, reparations. let's talk about it. Yeah, that's definitely something that we, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, we need reparations. It's, it's, I, I don't know how to be more clear, you know, and I think that anyone who doesn't think that African Americans deserve descendants of Descendants right. of the slaves right. that were here in America who built a country for free. Literally, literally. Those people who, and I told you this, my, if we go back to my mother who did not graduate from high school. Wow. She had to work. It's because her mother, who graduated from high school, had to go work. Yeah. Because her mother, who didn't even leave third, who didn't even make it to third grade, yeah. was set on the field to pick. Because her mother was not able to go to school because her mother was a slave. You're talking about I'm the first person to really go to college yeah and the reason why is because it was made illegal right. for that last woman that i mentioned yeah. to even read it was made illegal for her to read and so how could she even know to and i i talked about this with my aunt how could how could she know the importance of teaching her child to read if she doesn't even know the importance of right. reading right if she doesn't even know how to read yeah if she doesn't true. know if she's not she doesn't have that access yeah. to this to to america we don't have the access that um that the full access right. of america like other people have because for generations we've been set back so that's one thousand percent why we don't need or why we do need why we should demand for reparations while 100 why it's okay for us to ask a politician well what's your black agenda yeah as I'm going to be blunt about it. What is your black agenda? What is right. it that you're going to do for black people? Specifically. Specifically because for hundreds of years, 
hundreds of years, we have been set back. Right. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I also am a part of LGBT community. I also am a part of, you know, I my husband is Afro-Latino. My yeah. husband is also an immigrant. I do care about those things as well. Mm-hmm. I care about, you know, the world in general and people in general. But, hey, what are you going to do for me? Because my needs have not been met at right. all. Because I yeah. don't have, I don't have like the discipline to go to school. Well, like the quote unquote discipline that it would take to go to school. But that was because nobody was trained in my family to have that same discipline. Right. So, right. or nobody was trained to have the, the to preach that importance. Yeah. Um, well, it, you know, my mom and, you know, late, in later years, my, okay. you know, it, it probably was taught, but they didn't have, they didn't know how, they didn't know how to. Right. How to fill out a college application. Literally, 100%. Yes, that's literally how it works in our community. Like, we have a lot of us are, you know, first to ever go graduate from high school. I thought that was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I hadn't really known a lot of people. until. Of course, I have my grandparents or my grandpa. He didn't graduate from high school, you know? But I thought maybe, oh, it was just, you know, ah, just how it goes old school, you know? And I thought that was amongst whites and everyone else. But I think when you get older, you start to realize that our suffering is nothing. It's generational. That's why this is such a mess. That's why we need reparations. Just going back to what you said, maybe had your had your grandparents not have had to work on a field in the first place, right? Because they had their 40 acres and a mule, maybe she would have had the time to go to high school. And she could have done that. Maybe she could have she would have learned those skills to pass down and continue to pass down. So it just infuriates me to hear when people expect black people to pick themselves up by the bootstraps when we don't even have boots. Right. Like, you know, and not even I'm not even saying give me what I need. Can we just or no, you're right. Give me the bare necessities starting off. You know, we're not I'm not asking for Jordans. I'm not asking for a whip. You <laughs> I'm know, not. Like, we're not. I'm not and so it's really funny because then you ask you pose the question well what form of reparations does it come in mm-hmm. uh, or does reparations come in yeah. well uh, my aunt says education how right. do you what do you feel i like education i think that education is a great place to start because they owe us so much money that's probably what they can afford right now because you know we you know if you have a credit card <laughs> i love the way you speak <laughs> you know we don't even we haven't even collected on our interest yet but that's mm-hmm. whatever let's go with education i love it because a lot of we have education is important, right? Me and you can speak how we do because we've educated ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're knowledgeable, so we know what we need to do for our people. Um, and, and you know, not only that, but just having an education for the workforce would bring more money into Black families, right? And help us help us bridge that huge wealth gap that we have mm-hmm. between Blacks and whites. One in which we, we did don't not have feel. financial stability, no. and that is not our fault. No, we don't know credit and that's not our fault and well people say well it's been generations since you well the reason why it's been you're you're talking about generations of people not knowing literally not knowing what to teach so that's why i'm still i just got to figuring out that i need credit that's why my credit is that's why my credit looks like what it looks like. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I'm I'm almost in the 700. You feel yeah. me? It makes me proud. <laughs> right. Because, but but it makes me proud that I'm right. almost in the 700s and I'm in my mid 20s. Right. And it's like, but my friend over here, because their parents paid on their car when they were 16, <laughs> they already at age. Literally. It's, it's literally how I feel. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not always, that's not. Right. Specifically, the case, or right. that's you know for everyone, right. but that's how I feel when it comes to so many things. I'm yeah. set so far back because 
my parents don't even have credit because they don't even own anything. Exactly. We own nothing in the country we built. Like you said, hey, Becky, may not maybe not all the Beckys, you know, have their parents paying for their cars. Okay, but you have social capital being white, right? Capitalism mm -hmm. comes in many different shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. So not only do black people not have it socially, we just don't have any capital. That's just what it is. We don't have any money. We don't have any social connections. I know no one who works at Google. I know no one who works at, you know, we just don't have. Not only that, but we don't own anything. We don't own yeah. any land. Oh, we don't own yeah. any real estate. Right. And you're talking about other people from different countries can come over. Well, you know, back in the day when they was giving out an acre yeah. and a mule. Right. They, we didn't get that luxury. Right. We didn't, we weren't able to ask for that. No, we just uh, till the land, you know, and fucking, I guess, get whatever you get from that, you know? Like We're still working on life in a country that, that promises everybody else that comes to this country life liberty and happiness right on on the backs of black people is really what they should have just added life <laughs> liberty and happiness on the backs of black people because that's exactly what it is you know when you have immigrants that come over here hey okay whatever join the mixing pot nothing against immigrants or immigration but you have to understand they are different struggles. So all I want, what I would want is whenever this reparations bill goes through, because it will, and they're done studying and figuring out, really, I just need a bunch of accountants in the Senate right now to calculate how much you owe us. Please tell us specifically you know, uh, which for the uh, listeners that may not know. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys. So there's a bill in the House right now, the HR 40 bill, and that's really where they're going to be. Uh, they're trying to submit it to where they can actually study reparations. So maybe how much it may cost if we should, if we're deserving really of it. This is really what it is, is the United States trying to figure out if we're deserving of any any atonement really right which is really funny because has america ever given reparations before <laughs> yes to and, the japanese after the internment camps yes and that in internment camps we're going to be back in what was that world war ii mm -hmm. so with world war ii uh japanese people were for, forced in these they were concentration camps let's call right. it what it is right. they they felt like you know the japanese citizens because the country japan did you know go oh, right. weren't weren't our ally they weren't against us right. uh they did bomb us in pearl harbor so they 75th anniversary so Somewhere. with that being said um that was another sin that this country you know a mistake that this country made mm. and my grandmother's grandmother was raped in this country and yeah. they have not paid for that and that's all i'm saying yeah is that these people were put in a camp and they were treated awful right but slavery is awful yeah i'm not right. saying that i'm not trying to compare the struggle right. i'm just saying and i'm right. not saying but right. i'm saying and this is awful and right. this is awful Give me my money. <laughs> right. I think I'm going to be <laughs> unfair. I think I'm going to be unfair and add a but in there. I do mm. think that the internment camps were awful, but slavery was worse. I am going to say that. And I think that anyone who really wants to compare the historical facts, I'm more than open to debating that because there's no debate to that. Right. I'm not saying that. And now, in, in saying that, were they deserving of their reparations? 100%. 100%. But the, are we gonna are we gonna lessen or take right. away from the fact that no. they had that struggle? Right. Are we gonna lessen the fact that they were treated as animals and not right. treated as citizens of this country? Absolutely right. not. But black people have been citizens of this country for 
Four hundred years, five, yeah, almost yeah. five hundred. I mean, years we were now? here in Jamestown. Y'all brought some of us here with y'all to Jamestown, Virginia, at the very. So we've been here since y'all wanted to start calling this place America. So I think that's why Black Americans, when you see us this enraged, is because we've seen y'all give handouts, and I want to say handouts in particular to white Americans in the '30s with the Federal Housing Administration loans. Blacks were not allowed VHA loans. And so let's talk about those BHA loans. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was, uh, and I believe it was Rose, Roosevelt, FDR, it was FDR who passed that, you know, during the 30s when the Great Depression was going on, America mm -hmm. was like, you know what, we got, we have to save America right now. We're going under, it's like kind of what we're seeing right now with the stimulus checks. So they give out these housing loans to these Americans so they can start building the, their houses, right? White flight, that's when you start seeing suburb pop, pop all over the place. Mm -hmm. VA loans were around that time as well, right? There were a lot of social programs, social security, the uh, VA loans, right, that were given to veterans, not black veterans, of course, but white veterans so that they could build their homes without having a room. And that's crazy that you even, that we even have that, mm -hmm. that the, that people don't understand that there were black veterans back then. Yeah. Back in World War One, there were black people yeah. fighting for a country yeah. that just enslaved that just set them free not even a hundred years ago right and nominally free at that right free only in name i mean physical and that's what's so funny it's like this physical freedom like i and i i definitely will celebrate juneteenth every year every right? year every year but i'm really waiting for like social freedom right where you don't have to be anxious in walmart i'm waiting for economic freedom where i can buy whatever i would like in walmart right so there's a lot of uh, we've been nominally free really for a long time. Free-ish. Free-ish, yes. Free-ish. Free We've been free-ish. We've been free-ish and yeah. now we're just, and we're still working on life. Like I said, my my fear, my anxiety comes from the fact that can I jog in my community? Yeah. You know, I own a home here. Can I jog there? deaths of Ahmaud Aubrey with the death of Breonna Taylor and yeah. George Floyd and the countless others that have passed away and it's surfacing in 2020. Uh -huh. With this pandemic, with just everything, with what's going on in Portland right now, how do oh, you, yeah. how do you as a person, like, shout out to Portland. I just want to say that. Shout out to them. Very beautiful. They are not playing. They're not. <laughs> and it's really crazy that, uh, that they're coming for them that strong. Yeah. That our 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 America wants to or sees that the war is on its yeah. own people. Yeah, yeah. Literally, when you sit down, those troops, you know, those are federal federal troops. Some of them did not have their name tags, or they were covered up. I heard they were grabbing people, and, and they don't even the know that they're yeah. I think it's really interesting when they say that, like you, you know, you go to jail for protesting. I I don't at all want to. Um, ever go to jail ever right, again right. um mind you i don't have any record um at all i don't have right. a history you right. know so but i wouldn't mind like that's my only arrest like yeah, that's a kind yeah, of a right. cool arrest right like, <laughs> like okay like badass because do i want right. that to happen absolutely not because I'll it, i would have to deal with the pepper spray i have oh, to it's right. probably a very there's other things that come with it but right. i 
I would definitely tell my grandkids, hey, this is why I was arrested. Right. Because I'm not that badass woman from, <laughs> from back in 2020. But, 100%. But with that being said, with seeing all of this, you really stay informed. Yeah. You really dig deep. Yeah. What what responsibilities do you feel that we as a people that want change uh, have? Okay. We have responsibilities. Because yeah. like I said, we want change. Right. What is it that we okay. need to do Okay. besides just yeah. vote? So I really wish, I really wish I had more answers than what I am about to give because I, I haven't figured it all out yet, you know? And that's fine yeah. because we're, I think that we, we're all living in a time where we're just trying to figure it out. Right. Okay. So what I would say, I think have one, having conversations like this, I have conversations like this with friends, family members. And I think that sometimes there might be gaps in your logic. There may be gaps in my logic. And when you have those conversations, mm -hmm. you open up that pathway to learn, to educate. And not only that, but I think it normalizes politics in our culture because it's not normalized. Woo, let's say that one more time for the people in the back. Yeah. We need to normalize politics in black culture yes we need to normalize like i really need people to know what their candidates um what their candidates views on policies and laws are the way that they know little baby's last Literally. album you know every single song they was all nice you know all the lyrics to savage yep. beyonce did her thing on that song but i need you to also know Thank just you. like you rapping them lyrics what it is literally. that Joe Biden is going to do for this country? Period. I need you. Period. So literally, <laughs> period. I agree. I feel that way. But yeah, do you have more other than just? Um, I would definitely say normalizing. You know, politics in our culture. Um, voting. Right. We already touched on that. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else other than that. You know, because like you said, it's everything is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Read up on your history. Read up on American history because all of this is us. This is our history. And yeah. Unless you know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Or what mistakes it is that you don't make. Yes, to. right. Because they made them, right? Mm -hmm. Our ancestors weren't perfect. They made mistakes. And guess what? Those mistakes are documented. You just have to go out there and go look for it. Why do you think that we don't? Because, okay. I mean, I think that we were fortunate enough. Like, and when I say this, um, I was fortunate enough to move out of, you know, sit, out of yeah. situations. Right. But where I come from, my dad is, my dad spent like almost 10 years in jail. Okay. I think it was eight. Yeah. Um, and he was, I feel like his full sentence was actually 15. And then he right. had the rest for parole or whatever the case was. Okay. But I, I didn't grow up with my dad. Right. My mom, like I said, she got her GED. She got her GED at 24. Right. Like, it's not like I'm just this privileged yeah. black girl that just got to no, like right. I literally came from a single mother right. and knowing that my father went to jail because he sold drugs. Right. That was my identity that I held on to, that I still hold on to. Okay. That is who I am. So like how those people that are angry, right. I still question because because I was once angry, but I still question like, but why are we not showing up yeah, to vote? Why are yeah. we not showing up, period? I think we just don't think that it's cool, if I'm being completely honest, right? I think that for some, and I understand why, I think just going back to mental health, 
I think a lot of the time we are, we go out into the world, we try to be someone that we're not, right? Who do you see wearing the most Gucci, the most Versace, the most Balenciagas? Yes, I'm sure white, white people are buying it too, but it's really our black rappers. It's a lot of our black figures that feel the need to have to go out here and I'm this, I'm that. And I think that when you, you've been in a country who's told you that you are not this, and you're not that, you're constantly on your toes. To try to be, yes. to try to have. Um, you know, you're trying to fit in. I would yeah. say you're trying to fit in. You're trying to show that I am just as good. And I think that what black people need to understand is unlike, you know, our white people here in this country, you don't really have, they don't really have to worry about politics, right? Because the politics is, is, is them. They've mm -hmm. already built the system. Mm -hmm. They've already built the to system. benefit for them, yeah. Exactly. So if we're modeling ourselves after them, we're going to get it all wrong in the first place. So one, black people need to realize that politics is everything for us. I'm sorry. Politics, everything is political. Yep. COVID, for instance, um, uh, Trump said that COVID, they're trying, he said they, they're they trying the leftists. Oh, you know, we're the, the leftists. <laughs> the leftists are trying to, <laughs> the leftists are trying to make COVID, this thing, COVID political. Oh. That's what he said, literally. Maybe I can find a clip of it. Yeah. He said, the leftists are trying to make this thing political. Because it, but it is right. because guess what? There are people that are stepping out with million dollar bills, mm -hmm. uh, literally, because they had COVID. And if it was cancer, mm. then they would get stuck with that million dollar bill. Right. If it wasn't because of the the pandemic, but I mean, even then, okay, you have this million dollar bill that you should not have to pay because why? Because me as an, a leftist. <laughs> I believe that healthcare should be what? Free for all or a right. <laughs> a right. It should be life, liberty, happiness, right. and free health care and yes. education for black people yes. specifically, but free health care for all. 100%. Who is a citizen in this country? That's just how I feel. Yeah. Why? Because it's not right that they get stuck. Yeah, with that. Right. 100%. Especially those who, because people are catching it what through your eyes. So let's say you're someone who's been quarantined, you've been doing everything right, you've been wearing your mask, and you just have to go to HUV one day, and you get it. So now you're stuck with this bill, and let's say you've been fired, so you've lost your private insurance. Who who are you insured under? Not now? only that, but I mean, me as a leftist, I feel like our government should be helping or aiding those yeah. women, those people that can't go back to work because they have children that cannot go to oh, school right. because why schools are not open. Right. Those people, what is that woman going to do? Exactly. Okay, yes, yeah, she, it's not your fault that she had two children, but this woman worked. Yeah. And she never asked the government for anything. Right. She wasn't on SNAP. She wasn't on Medicaid. Right. She worked. She had a good uh, job at, I don't know what's, I was going to say a publishing company, but yeah. I feel like uh, publishing could be remote. She had a job that, you know, doesn't require her to be remote. Okay. Maybe she was a bartender and she was yeah. making hella money, but now her nanny can't watch her kids. Why? Because, okay. I mean, that's closed. Or, you know, childcare is, is not available. School right. isn't available. So what is she going to do? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, this this COVID thing is political. Everything is political. Right. In a sense. And I think even it proves through through uh what was uh Ice Cube uh -huh. from NWA, may okay. I add, said <laughs> he said or was quoted in Straight Out of Compton, at least his character was okay. 
that my art is a reflection of my reality. Right. What does that mean? Yeah. What so yeah, even hip hop in a sense is political. Even this right. black even hip hop culture is political. Right. One thing that I really love is that um people like Cardi B mm-hmm. is normalizing it. We are right. finally having those those conversations we're finally bringing out rappers to have conversations with people like bernie sanders as oh she did. i did appreciate cardi for that 100 percent. i was so yeah proud. let's give snap for her let's give snap Snaps for her cardi, for, yes. for 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 really saying yeah and i haven't seen anyone else nope. do it in well i mean nope. beyonce oh what did she talk i didn't see beyonce was, it, was uh, pushing yeah like, hillary yeah it was beto, beto yeah, hillary yeah. clinton she her, right. her and uh her husband have been I like how I said her husband, even though her husband is a billionaire. Yes, I said that, Jay Z. If you ever listen to this, shots <laughs> fired. No, I'm just joking. But yeah, like that queen did, in fact, yeah. do that. Like right. they were, in fact, pushing that. Yeah. Nicki Minaj did, you know, she did kind of do her little subby sub against um, okay. Trump's wife. I mean, it. Okay. People are people in uh, hip hop community is making it or is trying to normalize it in a mm-hmm. sense but I feel like they also have a responsibility to do that too. 100% because one right a lot of them are black so as a black person you are already you already have a duty to fulfill you know so yes I often think they say they don't though. See and sometimes I've heard pretty good, decent arguments right where they'll say well we shouldn't be looking at our entertainment as politicians in the first place I'm like okay bet but guess what? That's because they have a platform, balls. though. That's oh, like saying, true. that's like telling a basketball player, shut up and dribble. Right. I'm not about to tell Kobe, rest yeah. in peace, to shut up and dribble. He specifically was the person that I saw wearing a I can't breathe shirt. Like the right. Lakers did that. Right. That is them using their platform before the game true. to say that. You're telling me I can't kneel? Okay, bet. I'm just going to wear the shirt. If you're enraged about me wearing the shirt and I didn't even say anything, right. Then that's on you, brother. Right. And I, I have seen people in the NBA speak on it. Yeah. I have seen basketball players say, "No, this, this, you know, I don't know. I'm not a basketball. I don't okay. not a basketball fan." But they were one of them. Several of them actually were like, "No, this debrief is going to be about Breonna Taylor and how yeah. we can ensure that her oh, her murder uh, her murderers were right. uh, arrested." And that was it. They were like, "I'm not going to answer any other question other than that." I I thought that was beautiful. So and well. yes, maybe you don't know. Maybe you're not informed, but my guy, <laughs> like, yeah, right, like, get informed. <laughs> like, so, with social media being something that is almost toxic, um, uh, I feel like we we do also need to. We also, as black people, regular everyday folk, still need to not um, allow our feeds to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my feed still needs to consist of me talking about current issues, right. not just because I'm into politics, but because my life is at stake. Agreed. Yeah, literally, literally, that's what it comes down to, is understanding that this is life or death. We should expect more from our entertainers, just like we should expect more from our politicians. It's, you know, anyone with a platform, mm-hmm. you need to be doing the right thing. So, yeah, I agree that I would definitely like to see more, you know, po- politics, I guess, going on in my timeline. Unfortunately, right, it's nothing but us trying to flex and I get it right everybody wants to show everyone how good they're doing in life but I mean when you're black it's like come on how how good are you really doing right you having an apartment means nothing you having like none of this means nothing you know and that's what I think really gets me upset is a lot of the time these celebrities they make it to a place where they're they're doing better than a lot of us and, and they so forget proud. 
they forget and they need to understand that you are an aberration. Like flexing, flexing on the gram is not your new Jordans or your five Jordans right. or the say, are you buying retro Jordans? Right. Flexing on the gram is probably like getting a passport. Because yeah. how, how often do you see a black person getting yeah. a passport? And I and I'm I don't expect many people um to understand how big of a flex that is for certain black people. Yeah. If obviously, you know, if you're if you're gonna be first generation into this country and you're like for instance, my husband, he has a passport, obviously, because that's how he got here. Um, so my kid is going to have a passport because he's going to visit his grandma in Dominican Republic. If you're going to be first generation or even second generation here from Kenya or Ethiopia or, you know, whatever it is, Nigeria, whatever beautiful country it is that you're from, um, the Middle East, et cetera, et cetera, then of course you're going to have a passport. And if you're going to be high middle class white, of course you at least want to a trip one time with your high school or right. in college to France or right. your that's kind of expected. Yeah. A flex for black people, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And you know, when I say black people, I'm not I'm talking about the direct descendants of slaves. Are gonna it's not gonna be a passport. Right. And it's gonna be because we are still um working on we're, we're still working on simply having something. Yeah. We're working in a we're in a space of working to survive. Am I saying that there's no successful black people? Absolutely not. You're, right. you're listening to two successful black people that didn't necessarily come from the best. Right. Um, but you know, I have a passport and I feel right. like that's a major flex. Like that's the flex that I want to see, you right. know, my friends have. I want to tell right. a hella big flex. Your college degree, baby. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see that sexy ass paper in a frame. I want to see your debt splayed. I want to see it. I want to see your little graduation cap and gown, baby. That's a big ass flex. Those are the flexes that I want to see. Not your fucking rims on your Toyota. (laughs) Not your your, your Toyota Camry, 1995 Toyota Camry. Baby, I don't want to see no rims. On that, I want to see some other stuff. Like, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see you self love. Like, right, right. Like, I want to see. I want to see you know clear skin. Yeah, like I like you. I I know you guys can't see her face, but she has a really clear. (laughs) Jamie has a really clear skin. I have to say that I can see your freckles today. Oh, thank you. I'm like, I was like, I just love that. <laughs> no, but like for real, I, I really feel like that's a flex yeah, for social media. Right. And speaking of social media, bum, bum, bum. what is yours? <gasps> Where name. can we find you? Y'all can find me at z.pretty.hippie, H I P P I E on Instagram. I will make a Twitter pretty soon because so I've been told that's where all the politics are. So eventually I will be. Black there. Twitter is beautiful. I hear. Let's talk about that though. There but... it is. I love Black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, guys, make sure you go follow my girl Lex, who is going to be the next Texas. Senator, yes, man. I promise you, like this woman is going to like really just fill 
your timeline with all the good stuff. Thank you. So with that being said, I thank you so much for coming on here, though. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This was really fun. Like, it just literally just felt like a conversation. Uh, And flow. And I really want wherever, you know, my listeners are, if it's in their cars, when they're cleaning their house, I want them to feel like that's what this is. It's in fact an ebb and flow. It's a conversation that they can join in. Right. Speaking of joining in, like I said previously, I did a little drop in, but you can always join in this conversation by going to uh, anchor.fm.com and really leaving me a message like join in this conversation, be a part of speaking free. That's my little hashtag thing, by the way. Speaking free, speak free. Uh, Because that's what I always promote. So until next time, guys, like I said, speak free. While you can listen to Poetry, Prose, and Politics wherever you stream your podcasts, be it Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm does allow you to leave me a message so that you can join in on the conversation. You can also support this podcast with small monthly donations to help sustain future episodes. You can donate as little as 99 cents a month. Just visit anchor.fm forward slash the political poet. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash T-H-A-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-A-L-P-O-E-T. Wow, that's a mouthful. And then click support. Lastly, I mean, don't forget to follow me. And you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Jamia Zarsuela. And as always, guys, speak free. Until next time, catch you later.